the baby boomers led waves of dramatic culture changes. Their voices raise awareness of consumerism, retirement programs, higher education, health care, and civil rights transformations. Now, the baby boomers have reached an age where it is our turn to give back to them for their voices, their struggles, and their footprint on the society we benefit from today. Boomer Living TV's podcast is dedicated to the support and the enhancement of senior living and the baby boomers' needs and demands. We welcome conversations between caregivers, providers, gerontologists, geriatricians, neurologists, technologists, developers, and operators with one objective, to serve our baby boomers. By bringing together these experts and the baby boomers' families, we can share our knowledge that will educate and inspire others on how to care for the baby boomers. We're a social platform that focuses on the respect and care of this aging population that gave their youth and their wisdom to the society we benefit from today. Well, thank you so much. Today, my guest is Sai Rajkapari. He is a clinical gerontologist, and I'm very thankful that he stopped in the middle of his family travel to join me and the listeners to share his journey in senior living, his earlier career in India, and his time at University of Southern California. And then also, he spent quite a bit of time, uh, a couple months in Kingsley Senior Living Community. Well, thank you so much for being here. Yeah, so please share with us your journey and how you came to senior living industry. Thank you so much, Han. Uh, an amazing experience to be able to share some of my core feelings and what I experienced in my life to inspire some of the individuals who might be looking at the senior living as their opportunities for development, growth, and also contribution. So my story started in 2012 when I was actually doing my PharmD, a doctor of pharmacy in India. I was drafted right after my internship to work with a medication consulting group. So as a process of it, they were doing a lot of experiences-based medical campaigns. So when they were doing medical camps, they were doing at retirement communities. So I was a medication consultant. I was doing was being asked to do counseling. It was a retirement community in India. It's usually called old age homes. When I was doing it, one older lady, maybe in her late 60s or early 70s, actually hugged me and kissed me. And I've never met her, never been around. And she was just with so much joy and so much love. And that changed the whole dynamics of what I look into because it gave me a purpose of uh, working with them. And that's where I started learning more about what exactly geriatrics is, gerontology is. Because as you said, you have a transformative mode. So that was my transformative mode to do something for these individuals who are frail and vulnerable for so many conditions. And with that being said, I was able to take a high level of responsibility to the next level. When I started working with a charitable trust in India, which is started by Vivekananda, Swami Vivekananda. So this church was actually helping poor people and older people. As a clinician, I was able to counsel them about what is something I can do for helping them for their medicine management, their drug-drug interactions, drug-food interactions, what can be the conditions. Once they have a diagnosis, they come to me and I bring that the counseling part to it. My questions for them always are, what is something I can do for you? And what do you think about, again, these individuals are about 75, 80 years old, or some are pretty much 82, 85, or 90 years old. And some are mid-age 55s and 60s too. 
So I used to ask them, what is that you want to do with your life? And their answers were, I don't want to be a burden to my family. And I don't want my son or my daughter-in-law or my daughter to treat me ill. Uh, I really want to die in peace and with dignity. And that actually shook me around and it made me feel like, what is that I can do for these individuals to have that dignity in the process of transforming to the next level, which is death itself? People see death as something negative, but death can be a celebrative moment. It can be a transformative moment. It is the most beautiful moment for any individual who sees that way. And I try to do the same by providing these resources for these individuals who are actively dying and have their sense that there was somebody was next to them when they were doing it. So what made me to be a gerontologist is the whole idea of what I can do for these individuals who can't take care of themselves and provide the resources for the family members and also to the younger generations to do something better for enriching the life of the older adults. So that step actually took me to apply for USC. So during the time, there was an earthquake in Nepal in 2015. So I was, again, being young at 26, 27, and was like, okay, let's just do it. And I went to Nepal on May 11th, and it, there was a, a big earthquake on the 12th, survived one. It was like 7.1 or 7.2 richer scale earthquake. And I can see so many buildings falling. And I felt that my purpose is bigger than myself. So I was able to help those people, about 500 families with medications and with water purifying tablets, came back to India uh, and it was a big applause and situation. So I transfer, I just portrayed the same thing to USC. And surprisingly, the Dean Emeritus, Dr. Edward Schneider, I was always in constant communication with him about my goal and my role and why I want to be a gerontologist. And he was very supportive and he said, we need these well-rounded students at the USC. So when I applied for one, I was able to receive a strong communication with the assistant dean, associate dean, with the professors. And I've asked them, again, I'm from India and from Hyderabad, and I really need to have some kind of scholarship to be able to come to the US. And again, studying at USC, it's a very expensive process, as people know about it. So given that, I was able to reach out to the right people and they have been interviewed again and I've showed a high amount of interest. And after the interview, they said, I received a scholarship of uh, Graham's and uh, Westcott and also USC Davis School Fund. So that aided me to come to the US with everything I have. And I have to sell off my clinic in India, which was a big step. But I did do that because I was able to look in as a bigger purpose than I'm actually in. And that transitioned me to work with Aaron Hagodon, an amazing professor, instructional associate professor at USC during that time. I started working with him as a teaching assistant. So he got me like there is a place for individuals at USC to live for free and also provide 16 hours of your time as per week as a compensation. He'll be given a room and board and things. I was like, I'll take it. So in August 24th, 2015, I landed in Los Angeles for the first time. And September 21 was the first day I got my job. And October the 1st, I actually got into Kingsley Manor. So Kingsley Manor is a multi-level retirement community. It has skilled nursing facility, independent living, assisted living. 
and they also have a mild cognitive impairment unit too. So during that time, I was given a beautiful one-bedroom apartment to live in, and it was facing the Hollywood sign. That is what people say. It's like you're a guy from Hyderabad, but now you're in Hollywood. So that's the term coming Hyderabad to Hollywood. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. By the way, we're very blessed to have you here in the U.S. and in the senior living industry. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. So that gave me an opportunity to be there at Kingsley Manor. And early in the mornings, usually three times meal, as you know. So my breakfast started with a 107-year-old kissing my cheek. (laughs) (laughs) And then I was sitting with uh, three times my age, maybe like one was like 92, one was like 100, uh, one was 84, 87. They were supermodels and they were artists, they were directors, editors, professors, and real estate agents, financial advisors. So these were the people who was actually, I was sitting with in a round table every single day. Wisdom. Yes, absolutely. You were around wisdom. <laughs> yes, I could say uh, I was around a lot of amazing people who are wise and who actually accepted me as I am. Like English is my third language and uh, not having that enough communication to reach out to the individual, it sometimes can be a tricky situation. So they understood that I, English is not my first language and they were like, this is how it can be pronounced and you can do this well. So they took me under their wing and they helped me as an individual. And actually, I could say they transformed me well to be able to be more mature and able to uh, attain my true self to the community in itself. And every month, we usually used to have birthday parties at the end of the Fridays, last Fridays, and we used to dance together. So a hundred year old is actually dancing with me. And that actually is what happened with me when I was at Kingsley. And that also showed me what role I was playing in their lives. I feel that I was the one who was doing more to them. But what they understood was I actually was making their lives much more easier, much more livelier. And this is exactly what happened with my life. I was thinking like, you guys are enriching my life. And why you say that, that I am doing so many things to around you. That being said, it's just a good feeling. I was able to share two and a half to three years of my time with them. And I've still continue doing it. I've, whenever I have a chance of going to Los Angeles and not this very moment of pandemic of COVID, but whenever I have a chance, I usually reach out to them. Your lifelong friend. Yes. Your adopted parents and grandparents. Absolutely. That is exactly how I felt. Most importantly, I, I didn't consider them as my grandparents or family members. I really consider them as my great friends because those are some of the individuals you can share anything and everything. You may not share some of those things with your family members, but I shared many of my amazing stories with them and sometimes whenever I'm down or a little depressed they always looked into it because it is not easy when living in a retirement community and your loved one is just passed away because of the age in itself so when you are attached to someone you are losing that person you actually feel that there is something missing in your life there are two big stories at Kingsley which I'll never forget in my life One was when I was reading the Hindu Bhagavad Gita to a friend who gave it to me during the last days of his life. He actually gave me that Hindu scripture and I read those scripture back to him when he was actually passing. 
And he said, Om Shanti, and he passed away and I was crying and I couldn't feel more about what's like, what happened with my life? Where am I? What am I doing? What is the process? And the second thing was when a hundred year old actually held my hand and she actually passed in my hand. And that was something else. I was like right there next to her and I admired her all the time. I, I used to dance with her, but when she was passing, I was there with her. So those things I could never forget in my life. And that's something which brought me to be well adapted to the situation of being a clinical gerontologist. Thank you for sharing your story. It's very touching. And what a great way to make an impact, even though they think you're helping them, but it's transformed your life. And again, we're very blessed to have you making that impact for the older adults and being in this senior living industry. As far as your research, So what did that entail and what were your findings and so forth? Wonderful. Thank you so much for the question. Uh, Again, at USC, I worked as a senior research associate. My uh, core research was how can we empower the youth to work with older adults? While I was working at USC, we did a project called Dorwa Dor. It's generations to generation where the Jewish older adults were sharing their stories on a camera And then we showed that to the kids from the Sunday schools or charter schools and Jewish synagogue schools. So when the kids saw those videos, they made an art form out of it because now their stories, they knew about it. So when you know your story, you know me. So immediately there was a connection where we introduced these individuals together because they never met them, but they were connected and they were hugging and they were holding on and they would remember their story and a bonding happened. So there is a sense of generativity, like a sense of leaving something back to the community and leaving a legacy is what happened. So that brought the research at the team as a very high amount of experience core to it. And I always feel that individuals can do more when they're older, irrespective of their age. What they can actually do is they can help individuals in Chile or in Latin America to learn English or any of the language of the skill. Because these skills can be taught and many researchers are actually trying to do that too. In Los Angeles, there is Proposition 58, which says uh, bilingual education. Most of the Los Angeles older adults speak Spanish too. So they can actually be Spanish tutors for children to learn Spanish. And they can make some incentivized payments so that they can help their groceries or Uber rides or any of those things. Yeah, and that is something which I was doing as part of my research. You gave them opportunities, entrepreneur, and use their skills, whether it's the language, their expertise, whatever that may be, to help others and some income for enjoyment. That's awesome. That's a sense of accomplishment for them, right? Something for them to look forward to, to continue to contribute. Yes. Again, that is exactly how I feel about the idea of contribution. Mm-hmm. When your life purpose changes from competition to mm-hmm. contribution, it becomes a celebration. Oh, I love that. I'm going to use that. (laughs) Absolutely. Competition to contribution, it becomes a celebration. I love that. Thank you. I love it. (laughs) Again, that is the whole idea of having a sense of purpose, which is driven by uh, contribution to the community, contribution to the society, contribution to the people around you. It can be a single smile. That smile can actually transform some individual who might be having a rough day or a wrong day. So that brings the very idea of human connection to the next level. 
we need that so much right now. Don't you think that human connection? I mean, I love this. I love that. I mean, my goodness, how else would we have this conversation, this face to face? So I do love technology, the opportunities to make connections. But I got to tell you, we got to get back to that human, not having technology, a screen between us, but like face to face. We need to get back to that. Again, that is the whole idea of what I feel is having a sense of dignity and grace when there is actually passing and actually dying. Because these individuals have so much, seen so many things in their world. They've survived an earthquake. They survived Great Depression. They survived a war, like three or four wars and even recession. But they're still there. So there is a wealth of information. They are wise. They know what's happening. And you have to respect those individuals who are actually there to provide those resources to you and they're giving the best they can and when we have an appreciative heart and a sense of gratitude towards it it'll be much more easier and wonderful in our own self that is exactly how i feel and again there are so many researchers who are actually doing it and i respect all of them because while presenting at gsa gerontological society of america or american society of aging, you actually see an amazing amount of researchers who are trying to do something for the older adults and also inspire young professionals like I am so to build that strong connection. So that actually led us to a form HEMA. HEMA is Health Education Marketing Associates. It's right in Los Angeles. And HEMA is also my mother's name. Oh, okay. Okay. So I'm the co-founder. I'm a chief program officer there. We do work with different medical clinics and IPAs, individual physician associations. My role as a clinical gerontologist, we do clinical gerontology assessments. It can be MOCA scores or it can be cognitive scores and by the supervision of the doctor himself. And then uh, GAD, generalized anxiety disorder and also loneliness scale and MMSC, mini mental scale examination. So these are the things which we actually do to help the doctor know about what's happening with the resident or the individual who he's seeing. So it gives an important factor of spending quality time with the doctor or a physician. So it, it brings more robustness to clear up all the barriers of those communications to bring quality healthcare to the patient and also a good uh, risk assessment factors for the doctor. So that is what my company does in building a strong portfolio for itself. Congratulations is much needed, much Thank needed. You. And it's wonderful that you come not only with your education, but you come with your heart. That's the biggest. Again, it is all of the sense of contribution. Again, when our life purpose from competition to contribution, it becomes a celebration. And I want to celebrate my life. And the reason I look forward for any individual is that sense of contribution in each other, in each one, and has something to do and something to leave to the universe and to the community. And it should be done with sense of gratitude and it will be much more easier and happier, even in the situation of past situation like these situations of pandemics. Right. No, absolutely. I wish there'd be more folks with a mindset of appreciating, respecting, and honoring and celebrating older adults. Because I got to tell you, here's one thing that we have in common. All of us, we're all aging and we're all elderly in the making. So the earlier that we appreciate and honor and recognize that, like you said, they come with so much wisdom and stories and a lot of love. So 
we should absorb all that. The sooner the better. But for many of us, and myself included, didn't have the same appreciation until my children were much older. I think we get caught up sometimes with our own lives and get too busy to pause and appreciate the grandparents and so forth. But I definitely recommend folks to rethink and refocus their attitude towards the older adults. So now as far as senior living and senior living options, what do you hope for it to be, let's say 20 plus years from now? And would you consider that for yourself or for your loved ones? That's a great question. Again, coming from a background of a collectivistic society, which is from India, you have your grandparents around everybody at home most of the time. So given that as a situation, we can say culture shock of what happened with my life. But when I went to Kingsley, I was able to see the enrichment of these individuals who were on the verge of socially being isolated, but now they are socializing themselves. So that created a strong bonding that people who live longer are the one who are happier and the happier have good relationships. And that relationships is what can be bought in any type and in any form. So it can be a, the friend at the same place. It can be your companion. It can be a link with your son or grandson or anybody. So whatever makes you feel better is where I personally feel it should be. Coming back to your question, is senior living an option? Yes, there will be an option for individuals who need respite care or who need uh, much of uh, one-on-one care. It might be possible. It might not be possible. If it is possible at your home, stay at home. But if it is only possible in a community where it can be, there will be 24-hour supervision and there will be someone always to look in. So I would suggest going for a senior living is a better option than being on your own because you're enriching your lives and you're also helping to celebrate around you. That is exactly how I feel. Yeah, I share your sentiment. I feel that way as well. I think most people, myself included, should all stay home as long as possible where your health is not jeopardized. And unfortunately, there comes a time that maybe home perhaps not be the safest anymore. And that's something that all children should consider and discuss and be ready for when that time comes because you don't want to make a decision and learn about it and where it becomes a crash course, a crisis. And that's very unfortunate. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Is there something else that you would like to share with the listener? I just want to say again, having a sense of purpose is important and the sense of purpose in taking care of other individuals improves yourself. It's like you build yourself by elevating others. So you be that particular person. If you can't see one, you be that particular person to be that person for the next person. It will enrich your lives. And it happened with me. And if it happened with a guy from Hyderabad, it can happen with any individual. With that, I say namaste. So namaste here means the divine in me pays respect and joy for the person inside you. So that is all it is. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I really appreciate this. And I'm inspired just listening to you. I love your principle and I will spread that. I will share it with many. Thank you so much. Really appreciate that. Thank you so much for joining us this week on Boomer Living TV's podcast. Make sure to visit our website, boomerliving.tv, where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and other platforms. 
This way, you'll never miss a show. And while you're at it, if you found value in this show, we would really appreciate a rating in iTunes or simply tell a friend about the show. That would help us tremendously. Be sure to tune in weekly for our next episode. And remember, growing old is the purest and the most positive experience of human existence.